You already know what it is. We got Aaron Singerman and PJ Braun holding it down for you and yours. The best in bodybuilding. Iron Empire Radio. Check it. You're fucking with an Iron Empire. Harder than shells from a piece when I fire. Harder than hell. Feel the heat through the wire. Welcome back to another episode of Iron Empire Radio. I am back from Australia. PJ Broad is in a hot tub somewhere in San Clemente. So, Shalom. Shalom and Gizadich. <laughs> That's in honor of uh, I, uh, Eric Anthony there, who is uh, hopefully doing well after getting out of the hospital, right? Yeah, he said he was, actually. Um, good, good. said he was doing much better. He sent me a picture of his uh, face. <laughs> his Facebook. Remember, remember his face was all weird and bloated? Yeah, huge. Um, yeah, he showed me what he looks like now. He actually, he looks a lot better. So that's what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when uh, your kidneys nearly fail on you. Dave explained that to me. He said that the, the retaining water, your body can't rid the rid yourself of toxins. You can't piss like you need to. And so your body retains water in all the cells. And so that's why Derek looked a lot like um, a chipmunk. So now that he is doing the, the dialysis... It's allowing the mm-hmm. body to rid the toxins and piss out all that excess fluid. Uh, it's uh, quite frightening, you know, for a guy that young. You know, it's really, really scary. I asked, okay. I asked Dave, I said, because, you know, I'm sure Derek doesn't know. Um, I asked Dave, how can somebody that's less than, I mean, Derek is like, maybe he's 30 now, but he was right around 30. How can somebody mm-hmm. that young have such a serious health problem, have their kidneys fail? Like that, and because uh, I said, you know, obviously Derek, it's it's public knowledge he uses synthol. Um, I guess you could even say he abuses synthol because he uses mm-hmm. it very regularly in multiple body parts. You know, he did a lot of drugs. I remember he came on off topic and talked about the amount of GHB he was doing and stuff like that. And you know, he wasn't using like the saltwater GHB, which is I guess what you I guess you would say was the safer. I mean, that's the GHB that back in the day. He was using yeah. The, he was using like the uh, paint thinner. Yeah, GHB. the paint thinner GHB that you pour on the floor and it eats through the floor. You know what I mean? So oh. uh, it could have been that or the steroids. And, and Dave really couldn't tell me. He said that high blood pressure is the uh, mm-hmm. is the main culprit. If you have high blood pressure, and he didn't know if this was it for sure, but if you have extremely high blood pressure for a long period of time, for years and years, it wreaks havoc on the whole body. Yeah, of course. So um, you know, hopefully Derek is doing better, but. On a different note, I am back from Australia, PJ, but I am still in Australia time. It is um, about midnight here, and it feels to me like it's about 3 o'clock during the day in, uh, in Australia. I have no idea if that's actually accurate, but it does feel like it's about 3 o'clock. It's so weird. Um, I called you the other day. I forget what time it was. You didn't answer the phone, and then I called you like three hours later, and you didn't answer the phone. So I, I texted Dario. And uh, she was like, he's still sleeping, poor thing. He's been sleeping for like 14 straight hours. Uh, <laughs> I was like, geez, okay. I'm like, well, I'll just tell him to call me, I guess, when he wakes up. How funny uh, is this? How funny is this, PJ? I just said it was. It felt like 3 o'clock. I checked my iPhone on the world clock, and it, exa- it is exactly 3 o'clock right now. Well, that's pretty, uh, that, that shows you are down with the awesome time. Yeah. Do you know, did you know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but if you go out in your backyard right now, and if you if you dig a hole and you just keep digging and digging and digging and digging, <laughs> you actually you actually end up in Australia. 
Wow. Wow. I, you know, I, I did like Australia, but I don't know if it would be worth the effort. That's a lot of digging. It's <laughs> a lot of digging. You wouldn't have to fly. You wouldn't have to fly, though. That's the thing. It's a long flight. I might want to dig my way there. <laughs> the flight, you know, people ask me, and I got, I got to admit, whenever I go on a long flight, like to India, I've been to Amsterdam a few times and Europe and stuff. Whenever I go, I guess India and Australia take the cake, though. Um, whenever I go on a long flight, I get apprehensive. You remember you dropped mm. me off at the airport. I, I was feeling like nervous because of the flight so yeah. long and you don't really know how you're going to handle that long of a flight in like a confined space and in a seat that is not, you know, meant for a guy, my size, let alone your size. You know what I mean? So it's, it, get, it gets, mm-hmm. it gets a little apprehensive, but the truth of the matter is people always ask, you know, how, how is it? Is it, is it horrible? I feel like you prepare yourself for the flight. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like mentally when you know you're getting off the flight in three hours or whatever it may be in the United States, you're like, you, you have that mental like mindset, three hours, three hours, three hours. So at two hours, you're like, Oh, I'm ready to get off. I'm ready to get off. Cause you know, it's yeah. like an hour left. But if you come into it, like I'm going to be on this fucking plane for a long fucking time. Sorry, Isaac, you know, like this is going to be a long flight and you prepare yourself for it. Eight hours in, you're like, well, look, I'm only halfway there. No big deal, right? Because you already, you've already prepared yourself for that. I, you, I admire you. You're a, a stronger man than me in that sense, then, because I, I wouldn't look at it. Uh, you're, you're looking at it as a, a half glass full perspective. Yeah. I would be like, it's been eight hours, and I still have eight more hours to go. Somebody please blow my brains out right now. <laughs> there were a few moments that I felt um, pretty bad, but the truth of the matter is, is that. I had a little bit of Xanax and I had unlimited mm-hmm. limited vodka. I didn't realize this, but um, when you fly to Australia, it, this wasn't true to India, but to Australia, they give you free alcohol, which is nice. Oh, that's awesome. That's even really, that's a, awesome. even an economy. So, um, you know, that was a big benefit to me. I didn't I didn't go totally crazy, but they give you the little bottles of vodka. And I think I did like um, maybe six or eight of them on the way there. And I think I did a little, believe it or not, a little less on the way back. I may have only done like five or six. On the way back, um, uh, and then I had a little piece of his annex here or there, so that helped. But um, it really wasn't that bad. I got to tell you. I mean, it was how much? What? How much sleeping did you do on the way there? I probably got seven hours. On the way back, I probably got five. Oh, it's not too bad. No, not too bad. I mean, I wasn't as you know from Flex Magazine. Mike Salazar he brought an Ambien and like like a little pillow thing and like a um, one of those. What do, they, what do you call it? blindfold? So like he was prepared. Mm-hmm. He was prepared. Uh, I think he slept a good eight hours on that flight. Nice. The least comfortable person, believe it or not. Okay, so Mike Jenkins, who won the Arnold Strongman, and also mm-hmm. um, the Australian, who incidentally he came up to me and talked to me quite a bit. He follows all of our stuff. His wife trains. Uh, his wife trains with wife you. His wife is a client of mine. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. a great client too. And he loves you, man. He he really he had all, so many good things to say about you. He was saying so many good things about you. Mike Salazar from Flex Magazine was like, like, really? He was looking at me like he didn't believe it. And I'm like, no, for real. PJ's really good. He's like, really? He's that good? And I was like, yeah, he's that good. Because he, he felt like Mike was listening to how many good things Mike Jenkins was saying about you as a diet coach. Mm-hmm. He started to doubt it. You know, he started to look at me like, like this, this guy is not for real. But I was like, yeah, for real. Oh, that's good to know. I, I It's kind of funny that... Uh... Uh, I actually, um, I trained, uh, Derek Poundstone's wife and Mike Jenkins' wife yeah. and, uh, at the Arnold, uh, they actually, it came down to those two guys at the end and, um, you know, I was in the back room with them. So it was kind of like, I, it was in a, a win slash lose situation, no matter what, you know? 
That's interesting. Um, I had no idea. I, I thought you trained. I knew you Derek trained Derek's wife, but I didn't know you trained his main competitor's wife as well. That would have been interesting to uh, to to see. Uh, you know what? It's a cool little side story, and then we'll go back to the main story. But um, you know, uh, the the last event was what was going to determine who was going to win, and uh, Mike Jenkins broke the record. Uh, so that had to set the bar for for Derek even harder. So now you have Carrie, who's, they're about to get married. They're getting married actually uh, next weekend. Hmm. And, um, uh, you know, this obviously is a nice payday for somebody that's about to get married if they do get it. Plus, he's, he's new. He's coming on the scene. Derek is kind of established already. Uh, Kristen Poundstone is, is, is uh, the most uh, loyal, devoted uh, wife of uh, you know any athlete that I know. She's a, a really amazing, and, and uh, she does everything that she can to support Derek. So she's all nervous. Derek's going last. He's all fired up. And he actually does an amazing time. But it was like, I think, a tenth or two-tenths of a second slower than Mike Jenkins. Uh, and so Mike Jenkins wins. And uh, so you have one girl who's obviously a very upset over her husband losing, and the other one who's uh, breaking down into tears of joy on the phone with her mom. Uh, her first words were, you just fucking won, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so people are, like, uh, congratulating her and everything. And, you know, uh, they're such nice people. Um, you, you know, it's it's so, like, nice to be a part of, of something like that. You know, and Kristen was like, I know how Derek is. He's going to really criticize himself that he didn't perform well on certain events, which he certainly was when I was talking to him. Um, but you know what? I was like, obviously, you know, I love you guys and I want to see you do well, but if there was anybody that, that, that was going to beat you, at least, you, you know, you lost to some really good people. You know, it's not like your worst enemy came in and beat you or some scumbag and they're about to get married and start a whole new life together. So it's a really, uh, it was a very, uh, good victory for them. I think it was 30 grand or something. I think we got. So At the Arnold, yeah. nice, little, nice little payday for the wedding. So, um, yeah, you. you know. I think he won twenty grand in Australia too, so he's doing pretty good. Yeah, he he is uh, really just explosively strong. I met him um, at a pros versus bros in Long Island, and they were pulling like a freaking truck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not like an eight, not like not like an eighteen wheeler, but it was a pretty freaking big truck. And you know, some of these guys couldn't even move it. You know, and then there's a couple guys that would get it going, going real slow, and they're pulling the rope and this and that. He actually just put on the harness and he just ran with it like like he was jogging. Yeah, I remember and, uh, I was there. I was like, that is a strong, a very very strong man. So I'm actually very happy uh, that he is happy with me because I, I wouldn't want to be on the bad side of somebody that powerful. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he was very he was very complimentary. Uh, I think that you uh, they had an, a diet coach before you and uh, you blow them away. So I know they're very happy with you. So it was it was neat to see that. Incidentally, he was sitting in the um, economy seats as well, and uh, of course, you know th- that's no diss to Tony Doherty who who flew everybody out there. An economy seat is still two thousand dollars. You know what I mean? So it's not a cheap, mm-hmm. not a, it's by no means a cheap seat. But for um, for Mike, um, it was a small, small seat. So I, I kept looking yeah. back and like uh, kind of laughing because they squeeze him in there like you know it's almost like a circus clown. Um, because like, you know, when they squeeze all the clowns into the car, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Put, like 20 clowns into the car. That's what he looks like sitting in the in aisle. It, this is, this is a big plane. This is a 747 
I think they call it a 747-400. So it's like two floors and everything. So it's three aisles. Uh-huh. But he was on the exit aisle, which was nice for him because he had a lot of leg room. He has like five feet yeah. of leg room. But um, he um, he was squeezed in there. And I actually have a picture. I, I need to send it to you. Maybe I'll post it on the board on our th- forum thread or maybe on the um, the Iron Empire Radio Facebook um, page, fan page. Check this th- picture out. He's like squeezed in there like a sardine. And he literally looks like, you know what it looks like, PJ? It looks like it's like kid seats. Like 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 if you imagine like a shrunken down kid seat in an airplane, that's what he's like squished into. Um, he is a he's a very big boy. A lot bigger, actually he a lot would, bigger than Derek Poundstone. He would need, um, I would just, he would need like three seats and just put, put the armrests up for just, just sit right right there in the middle like that. Yeah, that's what I told him. I said, I said, you, um, your legs are so big. Because in the exit rows, you can't lift the you can't lift the um, the armrests up, mm-hmm. which is you know it's you know my legs are by no means big and uh, not as big as him, but they're bigger than a, a regular average guy. Um, and and mine were squished. So if you take a look at this picture, you'll see his. Uh, I asked him, you know, I, you know, strong men don't measure body parts like bodybuilders, but I asked him, you have any idea how big your legs are? And he said about forty inches. So that's like a, that's like a fat person's waist, you know. So yeah. his his legs are each forty inches, and if you could see, they're squished together like sardines. You know, all his I'm sure his junk in the middle was very uncomfortable. Just eighty inches of leg crushed together. Yeah, um, Kai Green. This is interesting. On the way to India, Kai Green um, had a real problem with that, and that's why he was actually standing up for most of the flight to India and the flight back it's because his legs did not fit in those um, seats and he had to squish his legs under the, um, mm-hmm. the armrests because he could not uh, could not fit his legs together like uh, I guess his leg I mean I don't know what, what Kai's legs measure but uh, I guess they must be bigger than or maybe wider maybe their sweep is wider than Jenkins because he could not fit his legs together um, in, a, in, in that position like like with his knees yeah, touching it, it didn't it, work it, it, it's a it's a, it's a, a factor of width yeah. because um, I don't have large legs by any means for you know as far as bodybuilding standards go. But when I've been in those seats, they dig into the sides of my legs pretty bad. And if you can't lift the armrest up, it's it's pretty uncomfortable. So I can imagine somebody with legs twice the size of mine, like Kai Green, how awful it would be. Because I've gotten off plane where there's been like indentations on my legs from having to sit like that. And you know these guys' legs are massive. I would have to stand personally. I wouldn't be able to sit like that. I would, it would start. What I would do is the way that, that my brain operates is I start focusing on how bad it sucks, <laughs> and then it, it consumes my brain to the point where I start getting like, um, uh, like almost like um, you know, like to the point of a nervous breakdown. And then uh, usually when when I'm on long flights anyway, I wind up like bullshitting in the back with the you know flight attendants and standing around and stretching and staring at people and. You know, not sitting in my seat. Right. So I don't even know. A flight that long, I, I feel like I would want them to like shoot me with like a tranquilizer gun before I got on the plane. Yeah, like like a dart, like like the darts that they use to uh, <laughs> like an elephant, like an sleep. elephant. Yeah, you know when they tag the elephants in the wild, blast me with one of those and just dump me somewhere and then just, you know, revive me when I get there. <laughs> like a rhinoceros. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um. It was it, it was an interesting uh, flight 
uh, there it wasn't that bad. I mean, I gotta say it really wasn't that bad. By the time I got to Sydney, I was I was very excited to be there and be in Australia. And it, it, you know, to be honest with you, it's it's a little overwhelming because when you actually think about it, and you like geographically, you know, mm-hmm. like I know you know you went to Costa Rica recently, so you can imagine yep. you know how far away that is from Connecticut. I, I mean, um, mm-hmm. I guess California now. Um, yep. So when you think about it, it's a long way. But Australia is literally the other side of the world. So like when I when I got off the plane, I'm like, wow, you know, it's kind of like more than anything, you're like, just gee, you know, this is a big deal, um, and uh, and that was very cool, just just to be in Sydney and and uh, the whole the whole experience for me was was very surreal, I guess. But as soon as I got, I landed in Melbourne, and by the way, you don't say Melbourne. I was corrected immediately. Melbourne, yes, it's Melbourne, Melbourne. Um, I was told that I, I was switching flights from. Uh, from Sydney to Melbourne, and one of the guys at the gate, I said, "Excuse me, where's the flight to Melbourne?" He goes, "I don't know about no Melbourne. I don't know how exactly he would say like, good day, mate. Good day, mate." <laughs> the first that, that first guy was like a, a Southern Australian. It sounded like he was like a Texas Australian. Which one? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I kind of mixed them up. Yeah. <laughs> instead of instead of down under, he was like a Wild Wild West. Yeah, um, yeah. He uh, he t- he told me he's like. He's like, that'd be like me calling it Arkansas instead of Arkansas. And I was like, okay, all right. So I got it from that point on. I got it right. Melbourne. And um, when I got to Melbourne, the Dave Palumbo voice in the back of my head kicked in. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm sure, I don't know if you have one, but like uh, from working with Dave for so long, I have this voice and it's, it's, it's about as scary as you can imagine it would be to have Dave Palumbo's voice in your head. But I hear Dave, I'll hear him. Like I land and he's like, go to the gym, go to the gym right away. Get some video, get some video right away. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what I did. I went right to the gym and, uh, and got Tony Doherty giving a tour of the gym. And, and from there I went to the grocery store and every moment I had an opportunity, I was like, okay, you know, and I would hear Dave be like, video that, video that, video, kangaroo, kangaroo meat, video it, video it. <laughs> and throughout the trip I had uh, Dave Palumbo you know I, I almost got to thank Dave because I've never had like the strongest work ethic you know and being completely honest mm-hmm. you know that I mean a few years ago you could look at me and say ah he doesn't you know his work ethic is not like you know super duper strong you know what I mean yes. but working with Dave I mean you would say that's accurate right Yes, I would agree. <laughs> Without insulting me, you can just say yes. <laughs> so, so that was that is that is true. But one of the biggest things Dave has done for me is he instilled a work ethic that's very similar to his. And I've seen mm-hmm. Dave work, and uh, Dave works like you know it's nobody's business. So if yeah. I, I if I hear a little bit of Dave Palumbo, as disturbing as that is in my head, it's probably a, a good thing because it definitely uh, forces me to work. I mean, in this case, in Australia, there's no doubt about it. I worked harder and more than anybody else, Flex or MD or anybody. So, um, well, you did a lot. You made you made a lot of different videos and you covered a lot of different topics. Yeah. Um, so you know that that is a that is a big thing that, that um you know that, that was Dave pleased with you. Oh, very. Yeah, everybody. You know, I got emails and text messages from every media outlet and from judges to um, competitors saying, you know, congratulating me on outworking everybody and. Uh, and that's very Did cool. Dave having, uh, were there any critiques from Dave? You know, we had problems with the pictures. Like, um, I'm not very familiar 
personally with um, with sizing, uploading, and tagging pictures, which is usually like the job. You know, Sally does that a lot. We have Gail do it sometimes. Darielle has done mm-hmm. it with Arnold. And so, like, that is that is a, a big part of contest coverage because a lot of people do look at the pictures. And um, usually that's not my job. At this show, everything was my job. So, like... Um, yes, and that, that is that is without a doubt the worst job. Just it's so very, everybody our listeners know. Yeah, it's very tedious. It's time-consuming. Just to give, like, people an idea, you know, but just to give people mm-hmm. an idea, what happens is you have thousands, I mean, literally thousands of pictures from a photographer. He gives you a card. SD card, which is like a little card that goes into the camera. You have to plug that into your computer and download it. The next step is you have to size them because they come at, yeah, I guess about three megabytes per picture. So if you've got thousands of them, you can see how that could be a problem uploading. So you size them to a smaller size. You put the RX Muscle ink mark on them and then you upload them. And from that point, you have to go into the back end of the website, process them. And then you tag them. What that means, you build the show and tag them. So you have these thousands of pictures and you have to go in and press, let's say, um, Branch Warren. You press Branch Warren and then you tag all the pictures in the in the big album of Branch Warren. And once you do that, you move on to the next competitor and the next competitor until every single picture is tagged, either with a competitor's name, uh, comparisons, or what paparazzi or whatever it may be. Um, and that job... I mean, I, I don't mind saying it, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. And it's boring. Yeah, just listening to you describe it makes me want to do a shot of Jaeger. Yes. And I've done a few shots of vodka tonight, so I feel bad for you. You're dieting. You can't do anything. No, not You're just sitting in, that, sitting in that hot tub, um, kind of like boiling in your own juices. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, it's it's not a fun job. Like, people, people don't realize contest coverage in general, it's tedious. And it's, I mean, it is, look... I'll never complain because I love my job, but the truth of the matter is it's not all fun. You've done, you've done, you've done play by play before, you know, that that can be stressful, um, not fun and, um, time consuming. I, I, um, now where I am now, I try to only do the fun stuff, but, uh, I have done some of the suckier stuff, but I have not tagged the photos. The one thing that I have not done uh, and I, I don't see myself ever doing that either. Um, but to do all of it together is a lot of pressure. So yeah. you can do the play-by-play, the photos, put everything. Uh, you know, uh, I came as close to you could be to doing that at North Americans last year, but I had Sally Ann talking the photos with me, and I was I was pretty damn tired just from doing everything else I was doing. Yeah, you, so, didn't, you didn't have to edit, you didn't have to edit the videos. Keep in mind too that that edit the videos and putting them up is not easy either. No, 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 no. Yeah, so it was it was a stressful weekend, but the truth of the matter is that I had a really good time. I did focus a lot on making sure that I did the did the work, and like a lot of the fun stuff we did was because like feeding the kangaroos and, and going to Bell's Beach, like from Point Break, which I I know you enjoyed. Like a lot of yeah, the stuff, okay. yeah, a lot of stuff that we did, like I did with the intention of filming to make it interesting for people watching, but. Um, the truth of the matter is, it's not. I mean, if that's what you do for work, you'd be an idiot to complain about it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's that's definitely cool. I mean, I mean, I although I don't know how I would handle the flight, I was definitely jealous that you got to go to Australia. I really. I want to know quick quick answers. Yeah, yeah. Best yeah. and worst part of the trip. Mm, worst part of the trip. Worst part of the trip. Uh, I would say the worst part of the trip was the flight. Honestly. Okay. Best part well, of the good. best part. Everything there was good then. 
Yeah, yeah, I really, I really don't have any complaints about anything there. I mean, first of all, I got to say a big, big, big thank you to Aussie Bodybuilders, Bioflex Supplements, and more specifically, my team that was there. Uh, Xavier Wills from AussieBodybuilders.com, his girlfriend Jane, and his buddy Sam. Those guys were awesome, and they made they made yeah, the trip, they were cool. Yeah, they made the trip really fun. I know you loved Jane's accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really, they really helped uh, a lot. What uh, what about the Australian women? Tell me about the Australian women. I knew you were going to ask that. I was very unimpressed, PJ. Very unimpressed. Really? Uh, yeah, I was very unimpressed. I'm talking about the average women now in the expo. Just like any fitness expo, there were a lot of uh, there were uh, a good a good portion of hot girls, you know, at the fitness. Their yeah, uh, dental hygiene is is like not up to par with ours. Isn't that's that so correct? that's so interesting that you said that because all of the people that I was with, you know, Xavier, Sam, and Jane were like, "Wow, you have great teeth." And I was like, "Really? Mm-hmm. You think so?" I was I was a little surprised that they said. I mean, my first of all, you know, my teeth are all all kinds of fucked up on the inside. Sorry, Isaac. Mm-hmm. Like they look good, thank God. You know, they don't they don't look bad. I'm not missing any teeth or anything, but like the insides are like all rotted out from you know back in the day <laughs> with the, with the drug use and stuff. But mm-hmm. like, um, and thank God for I got to give a shout out to Darielle's uncle who um, has saved most of my teeth for no cost at all. So that's that's great. But, um, yeah, they were very complimentary of my teeth. They're like, they're so white and so straight. Um, but, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, I, I noticed that, that some of the, some of that, that was true. But, like, the people, like these guys who I was with, Sam and, and Xavier and, and Jane, are, all seem like they're not, like, you know, they're well above the poverty line. You know what I mean? They're not, like, mm-hmm. suffering for money. But, yeah, the average person... Um, wasn't great. Although I will say British people from the UK, they don't have fluoride in the water and in Australia they do. So it's not as bad as like the generally British people or, uh, people from, uh, the United Kingdom. But, um, yeah, it was less that didn't, that I'm just talking about, like, I didn't look at their teeth, the girl's teeth, but I did like glance at the girls, you know, as, as a, uh, a guy who is now engaged and going to be married not too long. I got to say that, um, I was examining the women's form, but I wasn't examining them that closely. You know what I mean? Of course. Um, I appreciated some of their forms, but I wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like look at their teeth type, you know, examinations. I gotcha. Um, yeah. But um, there were some hot girls at the expo, but, you know, in, in Melbourne driving the streets, I was like pretty unimpressed, honestly. I was expecting a lot more. Mm. I don't know why. Mm. Yeah. Disappointing. I know. I will I will tell you one thing that you'll think is interesting. You know, figure in um, in Australia and bikini are quite different than in America. In bikini, the girls the the prejudging around they don't wear bikinis. They actually wear black short shorts and a black sports bra and tennis shoes. Huh. Yeah, they wear tennis yeah, shoes. That's different. Very different. Um, which I didn't really understand. And I, Mo Al Masawi, who is the president of the IFBB in um, uh, New Zealand and also an IFBB pro. Mm-hmm was sitting next to me and he told me that he doesn't do that in New Zealand because it, if, I mean, look, I don't want to, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but he said, you know, which is true. Um, it prepares the girls for, if you're doing something totally different than when they get to the pro division, it's totally, you know, you're doing something totally different. So that was different in the figure. The girls in Australia flexed. They did all of the women's physique poses, which, oh. which I really, I really liked, which was really cool. There were a few girls in there that were like, wow, that were, I mean, in my opinion, that were super hot. Um, they and were do really, they, have heels, they have heels on also? Yes, yes. 
See, I, I like that. I yeah. like that. The women's physique here, they don't have heels. You would have been very impressed with some of the girls there. Um, the girl who won, Laura Kitty, uh, ended up, I think, in six in the figure. She actually went pro um, in the in the amateur division. I'll tell you about that. This is an interesting story, PJ. She actually won the amateur contest in figure, the overall. Mm-hmm. And she had the opportunity to go on as the winner to immediately get her pro card and compete with the IFBB pros, Aaron Stern and Nicole Wilkins, that same day, later that later, later that night, actually. Pretty unbelievable opportunity, right? Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, there was a few other, there was one other chick who, uh, Mo Almasawi, I believe, um, tr- trains, and uh, she was a blonde. Unbelievable. Like, way, 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 way too lean for our figure, but she impressed the hell out of me. Um, mm-hmm. You would have liked her. Um, but, you know, one of the things I came away with from the expo was that you would have been a big success there. Uh, yeah, you told me guys were making a lot of money in the expo, huh? Guys were making a lot of money. A lot of people... Um, one of the things that really struck me that's really cool, and I actually talked about a little bit with Dave on Access Bodybuilding, so I won't go too far into it, but it's very... um. It's one thing to hear at the Olympia or the Arnold that people are a fan of you or, you know, whatever. Uh, but it's another thing for whatever reason, even though I know that this, like this radio show can be downloaded anywhere in the world. And, you know, people, mm-hmm. me, me and you, uh, like a YouTube video that you make, it doesn't necessarily mean that people are watching it just in America. But when you go to the other side of the world and people come up and be like, wow, you know, I listen to your old shows. I'm a big fan. Can I take a picture? I guess for whatever reason, for me at least, it, it kind of means more. Not that it doesn't mean anything at the Arnold or Olympia, because that's that's probably the most meaningful thing that you know people think that they're bothering me or you. But in reality, that's mm-hmm. like the most meaningful thing you can do if you come up and say, you know, I listen to your show or you know I read your articles or in your case, you know, it motivated me. You your pictures motivated me to work out or to get into bodybuilding. That's a big deal for for us. Um, but to have somebody do that in Australia. Was it was great? Was just meaningful, um, and a lot of people ask me about you. They're like, "When will PJ come to Australia? When will PJ come to Australia?" And uh, I just felt like you know, if you would have been there, you probably honestly, you probably would have been the biggest guy there. So you got a big draw because of that. Um, and then a lot of people asked about you. Hmm. I would have, uh, I would have certainly loved to go. Want something for to look forward to to uh, next year, perhaps. There's, I got to tell you. There's a. I'm not going to give out any names of like sponsors or mon- or actual. Ah, well, maybe I'll give out some dollar figures. But you know, I found out from some of the booths what they're paying people for appearance fees. Like some mm-hmm. of the people that were there, and I'm not going to give out any specific names. But there were booths that were paying people that were there to appear at their booth for a few hours or a day or whatever. And um, there was a few guys that you were certainly a bigger draw than that were getting two thousand dollars or a few thousand dollars a day. Or for even for a few hours to appear at their booth, and I thought to myself, you know, wouldn't this be a great opportunity for PJ if beforehand, if we know the names of the, the sponsors, you know, from Tony or, or the same people from last year, if I called mm-hmm. these people up and said, hey, look, PJ Brown wants to come down and work your booth, who wouldn't pay the the, the money to get you down there? You know what I mean? To have you work the booth, I feel like well, we should be- uh, we should certainly look into this for next year. I feel like that would be a shoe in. I feel like people would pay you to come be at their booth to sell your products. I, I really do, honestly. Because mm-hmm. that's what was happening with a lot of the other guys that were, I, I believe, would be less of a draw. Because let's be honest, not many guys who are in contest shape are going to be bigger than you are right now, you know, in clothes, in clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and um, a lot of people seem to know who you were there and would be interested in meeting you. So that was, you know, 
I was just like noticing, you know, walking around. I had a lot of time at this expo that I'd never ever have at the Olympia of Arnold because Dave is, you know, Dave wants me to do stuff all the time. So I didn't have an opportunity at the Olympia of Arnold to just walk around. But at, the, at this show, I walked around quite a bit. And that's probably why more people, I felt like more people were coming up to me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But a lot of people asked about you. So maybe next year we'll have to figure out a way to get you there as well. Oh, yeah. That's, that's flattering. I would, I would really love to go there. So I'm always like to see as many different countries as I can, you know, while I can. Absolutely. Let's talk about you for a minute. Um, while I, I came there and uh, mm-hmm. I spent some time with you in Los Angeles. We had a good time. You did a lot of driving. Um, you do a lot of driving in uh, California. That's one of the things that struck me. I don't do almost any driving in Florida. And I noticed you do a, a tremendous amount of driving. I mean, I don't know if that was unusual because I was there because you did a lot of trips back and forth. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, would you say that's pretty normal? Yeah. Uh, you know, just to give you uh, the perspective, uh, when I lived in Connecticut, um, I would fill up my gas tank once a week. And now I fill up my gas tank an average of three times a week. And I felt like you did a lot of driving in Connecticut. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was just short distance. Boom, 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 all over the place between New York and Connecticut. Uh, But, you know, for me to go to the gym, the gym that I train at is uh, 54 miles away from my house. So that's 108 miles of driving just to work out in the gym that I want to work out at. Uh, I usually do that three times a week sometimes four. So if I go four, that's 400 miles just of going to work out. Wow. Um, and you have to factor in anything else that I want to do. So I uh, definitely am not a fan of that. I've been pulled over numerous times. I got uh, pulled over and asked to do a sobriety test uh, like 10 days ago, which I thought was pretty funny um, because I was just coming home from the gym. I, I did pass the test, uh, you know, as anybody that was completely sober would have. But the fact that he actually wanted to start me following the pen and whatnot. I thought it was hysterical. <laughs> um, and then yesterday, I got a ticket. Apparently, I was going 93 miles per hour, although I don't feel I was going that fast. Um, this one, I think I'm going to have to fight in court because uh, it's a pretty. Uh, it's going to be quite the hefty ticket. Uh, I'm not sure what it's going to be, but I talked to a couple of people in the gym down here that said anything over 85 is minimum four hundred dollars. So I'm wow. assuming that ninety three is going to be pretty expensive. That's uh, yeah, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. That's like um, that's like, I mean, that's like one of your training packages almost. Uh, training somebody for a contest prep just to pay your ticket. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty frustrating. So that's something that I really don't like. Uh, the distance that I have to go just to train, but uh, the gyms are so bad. Uh, I don't care how focused you are, um, how you know serious of a trainer that you think you are. You just you really couldn't train your legs or your back or your chest at most of the little girly gyms that they have around here. And you, uh, say you know, that... I don't need a. Hey, go ahead. I don't need a hardcore gym. You know, I don't need to be in you know Metro Flags or you know, Bev Francis's gym, you know, I can train in a little regular gym, but I don't even have that near me. Uh, I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, so the gym that I do train at, the, the world's gym in San Diego, which is, is probably the best gym in California. Uh, it's worth it to me, especially, you know, pre-contest to travel down there just so I can get good workouts. Oh, let's talk about that pre-contest. So I leave the day I leave. Well, the day before we had Carl's junior, which was fantastic. I have to give that mm-hmm. to you. Uh, we ate a lot of bad food. 
Um, I ate all the Pop-Tarts, but I left some bad food in your house. Instead of eating it, you began your contest diet, which is um, which is a big deal. Big deal. Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. And, um, you know, I feel like just when I started really falling in love with Carl's Jr. is when I had to start dieting, which is kind of sad. And I've decided to not to not drive in that part of town while I'm up here for a little while. Just, I don't want to see the sign. And, you know, I feel like I, I was just starting to really get into the sandwiches I liked there. And, you know, and it's just... I don't know. I do miss that place. If so you drive, if you drive by, it'll remind you of all the good times you guys have had together. Yeah, I just sit there and like imagining myself eating the burgers, and you know, it's just like you know, it's like reminiscing about old great memories that I don't want to visit right now. Smart, smart. Yes. So you're yeah, dieting. Tell us about that. Uh, I am dieting. I am taking a different approach. I am a chameleon in my bodybuilding approaches, and I always like to experiment uh, different things on myself to see what not only will work for myself, but perhaps will work uh, for others. Last year, what I pretty much did was uh, my first four meals were just protein and carbohydrates, and then my last two or three meals were just protein and fats, which is a a similar approach uh, to what I'll be taking this year, except I'm giving myself a little bit of uh, freedom, we shall use, uh, to determine how much our carbs I need when I need them. Uh, and part of the reason I'm doing that is because I stayed so lean this year uh, that I feel I have the option. Uh, this is not something that I would recommend to any of my clients or anybody else for that matter, uh, unless they've been competing for a very long time. Um, I feel that at this point I'm pretty instinctive in what my body needs and, and when it needs it. Uh, and I know when I can you know, pull harder and I know when I need to pull back and and pull a little bit of food back in. And uh, I do believe that um, Evan Santapani does a, a similar protocol with himself. Uh, but the only foods I'm eating, in case anybody's curious, are uh, chicken breasts, uh, white fish fillets, which can be anything from tilapia to cod to flounder to I could go on and on and on. Uh, so chicken breasts, uh, white fish, uh, red meat, lean red meat, uh, whey isolate, uh, which I'm getting courtesy of IronMagLabs.com, my sponsor. Thank you very much. Um, uh, Ezekiel bread, which I'm a tremendous advocate of. Uh, white rice uh, and a little bit of cream of rice. And uh, the highlight of my entire day would probably be a grapefruit that I have in the morning. And I do do some carbolin post-workout, which will probably stay in for quite some time. I do like the carbolin for, for recovery. Uh, that's pretty much it. Pretty basic. Uh, it's not the six foods that Pulsanella eats, but it's pretty basic. Shit, it might be almost, it's like, what, seven foods, so. Yeah, I, I don't do eggs, uh, and I have a good portion of my clients do do eggs. I think eggs are a fantastic source of protein. Uh, their bioavailability is very high. For some reason, uh, they cause me a good amount of uh, gastrointestinal issues. You poop, uh, you that poop. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather not deal with that. So for that reason, I... Do not eat eggs when I'm dieting. Hmm. That's a good enough reason for me, PJ. Yeah, I actually started getting lean very fast. I put a little bit of food back in this week. I saw Zach Khan at the gym uh, yesterday, who's one of my favorite IFBB pros. I love his physique. I think he is an absolute uh, freak of nature. And um, he was very complimentary of me, which meant a lot to me. It's cool when your your friends say it. Sometimes your friends will always say it. Sometimes some friends, uh, like you, for instance, uh, we'll be a little more honest, which is what you need. Um, but he gave me an honest assessment that was very positive, and uh, 
uh, that that meant a lot to me. And uh, I, you know, how I am. I actually just fucking busted out and started posing right right for him. And um, he was like, uh, "You look proper. You look proper, mate. I haven't seen you look so proper. This is really something special. I think you're going to be the next big thing." <laughs> I was like. <laughs> well, if that's true, then that will be outstanding. But uh, it was cool to hear that from him. You know, and, uh, let me let me ask you on a side note. Mm-hmm. You're really, I mean, obviously, every time you try to compete, you take this more obviously, may way more serious than me. But you you take it for, I mean, this is for real. So, mm-hmm. what do you think your chances are of getting a pro card this year? I mean, is that the, um... is that the ultimate goal, or are you just trying to? to look better than you've ever looked before and like represent yourself. Well, my, my, my goal, my goal is, is, is always, uh, at this point I have, uh, I have two main goals. Uh, and actually both of those goals are not to get a pro card. My two main goals are number one to outdo my previous best, which I feel there's no reason why I won't do every time they get on stage. So that's my number one. My number two is to present, uh, an image of the seek that the fans, uh, find, uh, respectful. Uh, that's more important to me than anything else. Uh, uh, I would say after that would be getting a pro card would probably be the third most important. But uh, I would much rather have myself, you know, say I place fourth, say I place third, say I place eighth. I would want the people to look at my pictures and say, wow, that guy looked fucking awesome. Sorry, Isaac. You know, that's a look that I would want to achieve. You know, I want to work with that guy. That's a look of respect. Um, and I know that I will never um, structurally be the most uh, symmetrical or prettiest bodybuilder, and I know I won't be uh, the biggest guy, that's for sure, um, but I like to think that I can put together a good combination of both, and I have this idea in my head that I'd like to try to become known as the guy that came as close as possible to Munzer-like conditioning without dying. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, nice. That's a, that's a goal of mine. I don't well, want to die. But I want to get as close to that condition as possible without dying. I don't know if it can be done without dying, but I'd like to see. Um, in the past, uh, I I know, and not to get uh, off on a tangent, I will actually work too hard, believe it or not. And that, you might say, uh, some of our listeners might be like, this guy is full of shit. Uh, but anybody that knows me, uh, people like Evan and people that have been around me in the gym, have had to tell me to back off. I will do too, too much cardio. I will do you know, too hard of a diet. So I have to know, and I've, I've gotten better and better with it as each year has gone on, when to, you know, back off and eat some more and listen to my body and let myself rest. Um, I used to think that I had to outwork everybody, but in reality, it's not about working uh, harder than everybody. It's about being smarter than everybody. That, so you have to put those things together. That's not that uncommon. When you get to the upper echelon of the NPC or the IFBB, you find a lot of guys that will that will make that mistake, you know, that will think that the harder that you work or the more cardio you do is, is, um, the better, but as you, mm-hmm. as you well know, you know, the more cardio you do or the harder you train or whatever may not always benefit you. Yeah. I mean, as amazing as Evan looks this year, uh, he did, he wound up doing, I believe 30 minutes of cardio five or six days a week at his peak, which is not too bad. Uh, by any means. And, uh, you know what, in the end he actually wind up still, pushing a little bit too hard and coming in just a little flat, although I still did think he should have placed higher than third. Um, but that just shows you, you know, uh, even at the top level that certain guys, you know, they have that work ethic of, of going harder and harder. I know Evan, he will train 
for hours. Who will train, uh, you know, for like an hour and a half, eat, and then go and train more. You know, stay, so he, and stay he will at the work, gym the whole time. He doesn't even leave. Yeah, he, he, he will work uh, harder in that sense, perhaps too hard. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and then there's other people, you know, my buddy Guy Sister, you know, uh, I believe last year was doing two, I think, 75-minute sessions of cardio a day to make the 202 class. So, I mean, that is that is an incredible amount of cardio. So, um, you know, uh, it's it's you have to figure out, you know, when to pull the trigger and when to back off. That's, that's, that's the big thing that you have to learn the more you do this. Well, one of the uh, potentially exciting things that we'll be doing, me and you, for this contest prep, which is definitely very different than than you've ever done before is that we're going to try to document it on video. We're not, I guess we're not hundred percent sure what we're going to do with this documented uh, video of your contest prep and your contests and kind of some of the behind the scenes stuff. And I was even thinking about having you, you know, kind of teach you're a very good uh, poser and good at teaching people pose. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could have some behind the scenes, you know, you teaching how to pose and there's a whole kinds of instructional stuff we can include in this. And um, so that's something that will be different. You know, obviously, people don't realize that the P.J. Braun you hear on the show is not the same P.J. Braun you're going to see on game day. Um, so it'll be very interesting. I think people would get a, a really, uh, I think they'd be really, like, intrigued to see the difference between the person you see on Iron, or here on Iron Empire Radio and the person that is, you know, two days out of the contest. Yes, yes. Like, as the ever-brilliant uh, method man of Wu-Tang Clan once said, there are many different methods to the way I do my shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, PJ, with that, we should do a commercial break. You want to do the? Um, you want to do the uh, shoutouts right now, or you want to do them when we get back? Shoutouts. Let me just let me just uh, stop my way out of the hot tub here, over to my little shout shout out list here on the table. <laughs> when, I, when I first came out to the hot tub, there was a couple uh, having a little romantic evening in the hot tub, and uh, they looked at me. Uh, and I'm pretty good at reading, uh, you know, people's eyes and stuff and what they're thinking. And they looked at me as if to say, please, Lord, don't let that thing get into the hot tub with us. So what I did was I kind of hovered around the hot tub, uh, just staring at them. And within about five minutes or so, they actually got out and left, and I was able to have the hot tub for myself. I didn't think they would want to hear what we were talking about anyway. Usually that's the case, right? You say you go to the hot tub and people leave. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. I, I've told Amber about that. She she witnessed it the other day. I was like, um, I also pour a large amount of Epsom salt. That is fucking hilarious. We, we and I actually witnessed that. We bought a big like what a five pound container of Epsom salt that PJ poured mm-hmm. into the hot tub. Which I, I let him know that that is that is not the uh, normal procedure um, that they <laughs> that they uh, accept at uh, apartment complexes. Because they have to keep like a, a pH for the hot tub. So when PJ mm-hmm. pours five pounds of Epsom salt into the hot tub, it, it probably fucks everything up. Sorry, Isaac, for the apartment mm-hmm. people. But um, you went ahead and did it anyway. So Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, you pay, uh, we, you pay a pretty hefty We rent. broke into the hot tub. That was funny. Yeah, we um, broke into it. I don't plan on living here uh, more than a year. So um, they can worry about the hot tub when I'm gone. Yeah, uh, we jumped, the, we jumped right. the fence, which could have been potentially damaging or disastrous for us. Yeah, actually, you you thought of the smarter way. I just I just went uh, meathead kamikaze and, and just jumped down from the top of the fence, which is probably five feet high. I think I could have potentially exploded both of my ACLs on landing. Yeah. Uh, you were smart enough to go down onto your butt first and then scoot down. And you laughed at me. Um, you laughed at me. I did laugh, but that actually uh, was a much smarter way to do it. Uh, going back over, I did it that way. Yeah. Um, fortunately, my knees are okay. 
Uh, all right, let's get into shout-outs. Yeah. Shout-outs for the week. There are a few this time. Uh, we have Rob Holtz, very loyal, loyal listener, Big DX1, Jody, uh, Baba Daniel, Asad Malik, Joe Cameron, Greg Tuba, uh, Chris and Renee, our uh, Aussie friends, uh, Stacey Mitchell-Gray, Patrick Barnes, very loyal listener, Patrick Barnes, Keith Allen, uh, Keith, I will do uh, your show eventually. We're, we're going to talk about that. Mark Feldman, uh, Jess McCutcheon, Richard Arrington, uh, Mitch Barham, who is our boy Muscle Mitch, uh, Jason Philip, or perhaps Philippe, uh, depending on where you're from. He's from Canada, so it may be Philippe. Uh, this is a funny one. Benjamin Herring wants us to shout out the Swedish gay community and all the other Iron Empire followers in Europe. Uh, so shout out to all the uh, gay community in Sweden. Uh, and everybody else in Europe that likes our show. Shout out to all of them. That's our shout out for this week. Um, I gotta say, you're gonna be hearing the commercials in just a minute, and we have a few little announcements. Um, for Ergopep, which is our our sole and exclusive peptide sponsor, um, you can now get 10% off um, by putting in the coupon code Iron Empire Radio, and that's all one word. You get 10% off all of the peptides. Um, if you saw my videos, you could see I had one large kangaroo I was feeding. If you want to get your kangaroo that large, you want to do some research on one of your animals, go uh, to ergopep, E-R-G-O-P-E-P dot com and put in the coupon code Iron Empire Radio, all one word, to get 10% off on their already ridiculously low prices. Um, also an announcement from Iron Mag Labs, both of our sponsors and a sponsor, the title sponsor of this radio show, Halo for Her is out. Um, this is a monumental announcement because Halo for Her is the first pro-hormone ever specifically da- designed for women. Um, this is, you know, I know you have a lot of girl clients, PJ. So women's physique, I mean, to be honest, with you, even bikini girls, there are bikini girls out there who are just too thin, that don't have enough muscle. And uh, I know a lot of girls that do some uh, inadvisable things or take some things that they probably shouldn't take um, to get more muscle. And uh, as a result of that, they have problems and side effects. Well, Halo for her is something that they can gain some muscle. It's at a low enough dosage, only five milligrams. They can take this and um, be cautious, still gain muscle, but not overload themselves with a, a heavy androgen or something that might cause them a lot of problems in the future. Well, there's a lot of women out there that, you know, uh, wash their butts in the gym and struggle to put on muscle. Uh, and they ask me, you know, what can I do? What can I take? You know, I don't want to do anything too crazy. And this is a perfect, perfect product. Uh, motorcycle is going by me right now. Uh, perfect product for those, those women out there. Something to definitely look into. Also, um, check out orbitnutrition.com. I mean, if you need supplements and everybody does from protein powder to, you know, to Iron Mag Labs products, you can go to orbitnutrition.com. And they have a, a, a great, every product you can want. They can ship it to you. Uh, I know even people from overseas are getting shipped by OrbitNutrition.com. And you can use our discount code there, IER5, for 5% off. And those prices are rock bottom. So 5% may cover your shipping or something. But that's that, when it's already that cheap, you know, what, what more can you ask for? So, PJ, you got to pick out um, our song. And I ask you to do that relatively quickly so that I can uh, end the show when we're done. So um, this is uh, the commercials and then PJ's song choice for the week. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
Tonight's show is brought to you by Ergopep Peptides. Ergopep is the only research company ran by guys like you. Guys who share your passion and have achieved the goals you strive for every time you step foot into the gym. IFBB Pro Phil Hernan and his staff want to make your peptide research as easy as possible and encourage you to contact them with any questions you may have or help you may need at sales at ergopep.com. That's sales at ergopep.com. Or on their website at www.ergopep.com. Let Ergopep help you get your research started today. PJ and I don't just suggest you contact Ergopep. We do our own research with them as well. Ergopep.com. And now you can get 10% off by going to Ergopep.com and entering the discount code Iron Empire Radio. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics, Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. Orbit Nutrition carries over 1,000 of the hottest nutritional supplements, performance enhancers, and nutraceuticals on the planet. And now, Iron Empire Radio listeners get an additional 5% off their everyday low prices by using the coupon code IER5. That's IER and the number 5. Choose products like Quest Protein Bars, iForce, Iron Mag Labs, and more. Check out Orbit's daily deals for special insane blowout prices. Log on to Orbit's Nutrition Forum and get feedback on the products you're interested in. Check out OrbitsNutrition.com and use the discount code IER5.
Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio. I am here at our little studio in Tampa, Florida. PJ is back in his apartment, out of the hot tub, and uh, I guess you were turning into a prune, so you felt like it was time to come back in, huh? Yeah, I was in there for uh, quite some time. Um, there's only so much hot tubbing one can do. Uh, Get dehydrated. To, to bring yes, yes. I actually have not had uh, nearly enough water today. I'm quite dehydrated right now. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's go to some listener questions. we got a bunch of good ones this uh, this week. And um, the first one, I guess, is specifically for me since you haven't been to Australia. Overall mm-hmm. feeling towards us Aussies in comparison to Americans. And um, what I have to say... PJ, is that Australia, um, at least Melbourne, was surprisingly like America. Um, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I rented a car there, which was probably one of the more exciting moments of the whole trip because um, driving on the left side of the road and instead of like turning into the, the uh, I guess if you're turning left, you're turning into the left lane as opposed to the right lane. That was like um, very nerve wracking. Uh, I'm I'm actually surprised that I that I drove around all weekend and drove myself back to the airport without crashing or having some disaster befall me. So, uh, <laughs> but all in all, the um, the Australia Australia and Australians in general were very similar to Americans. Um, you know, I have to say, of all the places I've been to, I would say that it's the most similar. I didn't feel like other than seeing like the you know. One of the things that you can drive around Australia and see is the gum trees, which are like the eucalyptus trees, you know, the koalas eat and shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. That was different. Like the trees and some of the architecture and like, you know, the building next to our building we stayed in had, it was like the cricket euporium, like the, like like everything cricket, you know what I mean? Shit like that reminds you you're in Australia, but in and, and then the cars drive, driving on the wrong side of the road um, reminds you you're in Australia, but there's a lot of stuff there and the, the way people act and everything was very similar. So I have to say that I, I had to say that it was extremely similar. I didn't find a, a big difference. I felt like the Australians were very friendly. You know, I'm not from like New York where people are less friendly or Los Angeles where people are generally fake. You know, I'm from the South and in the South, people are generally very friendly. You've been to Texas, you know, in Texas, people are very friendly. You know, people say hello to each other and, you know, so it really wasn't that different, you know? Good to know. Yeah, I feel like uh, uh, I I don't know. I feel like Australia. I would I would guess would be of all the other countries the closest to the United States. It really was. It was funny. I was um I was driving along with with my uh, three uh, the three musketeers there with me, um, Xavier and Sam and Jane, and I actually told them I said, "Well, it's interesting because you guys you know came from a penal colony," and they looked at me all strange. I'm like, "Penal colony." I'm like, and they're like, what does that mean? And I was like, you don't know what a penal colony is? And they, they were like, they like didn't really get it. And I'm like, penal colony means like Australia was started by bringing over prisoners from Great Britain. They, they wanted to get rid of, and they dropped them off on the island basically on in Australia and put them in prison. And it was a penal colony, which means like a prison colony. And they're like, oh, we don't call it that here. They call it like a prison colony or, or, or you know, something like that. And I was like, it's not like an insulting word, penal. I know it sounds bad. You're a bunch of penals, but it's not. I like. I, I, I personally would like to hang out at a penal colony. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. I know. Whenever you hear penal or peen, anything starting with a peen, you get excited. 
Extremely excited. Yeah. So um, I, I really, I, I would, I wouldn't say that there's a tremendous amount of difference. I mean, granted, I only was in Melbourne, so like, there's a lot. Australia is big. Uh, I mean, not huge, but like big. It's I guess close to the same size as the United States. You know, where we were in Melbourne, you could fly to Darwin, and it's a three-hour flight, which is the the north part of. Australia, which is also interesting because the north is the hot part and the south is the cold part, which is interesting, right? That is interesting. And well, it's very close to the South Pole. Exactly. This was the this that we were where I was there. It was the end of summer. You know, winter mm-hmm. was coming, whereas for us, summer is coming. Uh, so that was that. All in all, that it was very similar. I have to say, um, that's my final word on that. Similar. Uh, the next question we have from a listener. What's to know? They want us to compare and contrast the differences based on your prior knowledge of dating an African American, a Latino, or an Asian woman. And then they also add between a bikini competitor, figure competitor, or bodybuilding competitor. I guess let's start with you with the uh, African American, uh, Latino, or Asian. We just say black, Spanish, or Asian woman. I mean, are we comparing all of them? I've never actually uh, seriously dated. Uh, a uh, black girl or an Asian girl. Uh, although I have, uh, I've definitely uh, hooked up with a few Asian girls, um, and uh, I would say uh, uh, my most, I guess, expertise and knowledge would have to be on Latin girls. And uh, Latin girls. Wait, wait, wait! One uh, question. One question. You have had sex with all three of the different varieties. I am going to plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Just one, one more, just one more talk I'll have to have with uh, Amber. Um, but I, I will tell you a funny story. I went through a phase uh, when I was younger where I, I really like uh, was fascinated with the, the idea of having sex with a black girl. And there was this little uh, cute black girl that used to come into my club all the time. Who guy sister Nino likes to tell people that had a mustache, but she did not have a mustache. I I've heard you that remember. story. I've heard that story. Yeah, of course. she did not have a mustache. Uh, she had an amazing butt, though. And I remember she was like 19 and I was like, you know, 22, 23. And I was, uh, I was really drunk one night at the club and, you know, I was kind of like messing around there and I was feeling her butt. And, you know, black girls just have different butts than white girls. And uh, I was feeling her butt and I was just amazed by it. And I was like, God, your, your ass is, is incredible. Uh, and, and she goes, what does that mean for people that. out there? I've never felt a black woman's ass. What does that mean? You mean it's like higher and tighter? Well, first of all, their butts are higher. Uh, and they're rounder in a different way. Uh, and I would compare the feeling of it almost like to like squeezing like a stress ball. Oh, uh, wow, they're that, very, that very firm. Bit, very firm. That kind of like pushes your hand back out again. Um, and um, it was kind of funny because I was very drunk and inappropriate, of course. Uh, and uh, I said to her, uh, wow, your, your ass is incredible. I've never felt an ass like this before. And she said, it's because I do a lot of lunges. And I said, no, it's because you're black. <laughs> and, and, and she said, what? And I was just like, uh, I kind of just started trying to like make out there to change the subject <laughs> at the time. Uh, but yeah, needless to say, I actually did not uh, have sex with that girl. Um, now, as far as uh, dating the girls, I've dated a, a bunch of, uh, I have dated a Spanish girl from Spain. I dated a girl who was Portuguese, uh, who uh, was very insane. I dated a couple, <laughs> Brazilian, uh, a couple Brazilian girls, uh, Puerto Rican, uh, what else? Perhaps well, 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 is it true, though, PJ, that, that Latino women, or Latina women, it's not Latino, Latina women 
are like more like uh, crazy or, or more emotional, more angry. Like they've got more of a temper. Yeah. They they are fiery is the word that I use. Spicy. So you're going to get a lot. You're going to get a lot of passion. You're going to get a lot of uh, of passionate good sex in the bedroom. But you're going to get a lot of. Uh, they're very possessive, um, and they can be very jealous. Um, and you do not want to piss them off. Uh, the ones that I have dated in, in my younger years, it, it wasn't uh, uncommon for for you to be out like at a bar with them and them to get mad at like the way another girl was like looking at you or talking to you. Uh, for them to throw a drink in that girl's face, you know, want to start some shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, the typical like embarrassing kind of stuff that you don't want to see. Uh, um, so you know, they're they're definitely uh, fiery. Uh, and uh, anybody that wants to argue me on that. Um, either dated a very boring uh, Spanish girl uh, or they don't know what they're talking about because that was kind of like my M.O. Uh, for many years, I was always very fond, fond of the, uh, the Latin women. So I've, I've uh, you know, dated my fair share of them. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's a lot of passion, but there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of fire. Um, how about uh, Asian women and black women? you have any insight on uh, these two? Asian women, I can tell you an interesting, an interesting fact about Asians. Uh, Asian women... Uh, have a very, uh, <laughs> this is a hilarious, uh, that I'm going to point this out. Uh, but Asian women, I have no, noticed, have, uh, can have very long nipples. Uh, really? like, a, like a racer, like a racer head. Yes, I've seen this very common with Asian girls. Uh, uh not as much with other, uh, you know, uh, ethnicities. You, I know girls, you love, many... I know you love the large areolas, uh, which, in case you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, is the, the surface area of the actual like nipple surrounding area, but do you also like a, a long nipple? PJ? Um, I think it kind of depends. Something on, to on like nibble. You can like nibble on them. Yeah, it's definitely fun. I, it's not something that I'm, I'm against. Um, but I found that many Asian girls have that trait. Huh. Many many Asian girls have that trait. Uh, and I also have found that many Asian girls, uh, uh, even though are small. Uh, can take a severe uh, beating. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> perhaps that's why they have they have many Asian uh, massage slash whorehouses. Uh, you don't see very many uh, Italian, I guess, whorehouses or, or Swedish whorehouse or, or even a Jewish. You know, I haven't no. been to a Jewish spot. No. Have you? It would be very expensive. <laughs> very expensive. <laughs> they talk to you for a while, stress you out a little bit, and then you know you go home kind of pissed off. Yeah, exactly. Um, what about black women? You want to give us any insight, or you want to just move on to the next thing? No, I don't have as much experience in in, uh, in that category. And although uh, uh, now I'm uh, pretty much retired, I, I uh, I'll have to leave that chapter uh, of the book pretty much open or closed, rather closed. Closed. I mean closed. Excuse me. Yes. Open. I, 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 uh, no, no, no. I mean closed. I don't. I don't have uh, much that I could really add to that. Uh, unfortunately, for for some reason, black girls love me, but I have no experience with black girls at all. Oh, it, it, it's funny they love me too, but I happen to attract the the, the like two hundred pound big one. You know, I've had a few. Uh, I, I can actually name one that I'm not going to name now, but I will name after that. It is a fitness girl who came mm-hmm. up to me at. Um, she might even be listening. Who knows? At the, one of the Arnold Classic uh, after parties, and was like, you know, professing her love to me. And I felt very awkward because she is a very attractive black woman. I'm just not attracted to black women. And it's not, you know, I know Jeff, the producer, I told, I told that to incidentally, because he dates, um, um, sweet Capri who is black. 
And I didn't mean it like in an insulting way, and they both got kind of insulted that I said that. Uh, she is like a quarter black. Give me a bit. Yeah, but you know what I mean. So they got insulted, but the truth of the matter is it's not it's not like a racist thing. Like, I'm just not attracted to them. You know what I mean? Just like no, it's, it's like saying you don't like blondes. I never go for yeah, blondes. Yeah, so I, that's... I think blondes, blondes are boring. You know, if you like something, you like something. Yeah, so that, that was the comment, but that's the truth of the matter, and, and I've actually been fortunate... Usually it's not attracted to black women, but I've been... If I liked black women, there's a few of them that have been interested in me for whatever reason that... Um, that would have been that are very attractive. So it's just uh, I don't have any experience, but I do have experience. I don't know if Darielle should tune out now or not, but I do have experience with bikini figure and bodybuilding. Uh, yes. That was the next question. I'm not as good with you. With like I can't go into all the different types of Latina women that uh, you know uh, that I can't tell you like Brazilian, Portuguese, whatever, like you. But bikini figure and bodybuilding, I can tell you because um, I have the one up on you there, don't I? Um, bodybuilding, bodybuilding, I don't know. bodybuilding. I don't. Do I have about now? No, no I've got. I'm one up on you. Finally, on one thing ever. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure I do not have a bodybuilder. Yeah, I got you. I got you, don't I? Uh, but you, you, you. I don't. I don't think you were really all that happy with the bodybuilder that you got. Well, you know, as far as bodybuilders go, she's not that bad, right? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that would be jealous, wouldn't you say? But but the experience wasn't all that special. Well, you know, it is what it is. I got to say that being with a bodybuilder chick, unless you're, I mean, there are guys that absolutely love that, that are like, that's like a fetish for that. But if you, no matter how hot, like no matter, if the guys out there think of like the best bodybuilding chick, imagine her, whoever that may be in your mind, she still has, you know, lats and traps and, you know. And so like if you're doing like, you know, just, Hypothetically, and Darielle should probably stop listening at this point. Darielle, fast forward ahead. Like, it's not going to be long. So, sweetheart, just fast forward ahead like five minutes or so. So, do it now. Okay. So, you've done it now. So, if you were doing this girl, this hypothetical bodybuilding girl from behind, you're seeing a lot of lats. Like, you know, you're seeing that like X frame guy kind of shape. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you see like yeah. a, the, the, um, where the, you know, the traps insert into the back and where the, the lats come out, rhomboids, you know, the whole deal, which you would generally not associate with even a muscular figure or bikini chick. If you're doing like that, you know, you're not, you don't actually see like protrusions, you know what I mean? Like big lats or anything. So that like, that definitely threw me off, you know, um, it definitely threw me off. Like seeing that was kind of like disconcerting. Um, mm-hmm. so that, that's my one big thing for the bodybuilding. Another thing is that, you know, if you like boobs as you do, and I'm like, I'm not a boob man, but I like to have something there. If the girl has pecs, like developed pecs, then even if she, if she doesn't have implants, which this one didn't have, I don't want to give too many details because people will figure out who it is. But, um, if you don't have implants, you have pecs and the little bit of breast tissue kind of hangs off there kind of almost awkwardly. You know what I mean? So like, or disgustingly. Yeah, if you look at it that way, you could say disgustingly, I suppose. Um, so that's not that's not like necessarily unless you're into that. That's not that's not necessarily a good thing. Um, now the girl that I was with didn't have like the the big enlarged clitoris, you know, which is obviously part of being taking a lot of androgens. She didn't have that, mm-hmm. but um, you know, that's something that would be a, something to deal with into itself. I don't know. You like the uh, big how nipples. would you have dealt with that? Would you would you have been, uh, handled that properly? Like. Giving it a blowjob or something? Yeah, would you have treated it like a little baby penis? You know, if you're going to commit, you may as well commit all the way, right? 
if you're going to go there, you may as well uh, go there. So I don't, I don't know. It, I wasn't put in that situation, but I think that um, the one good thing about bodybuilding chicks, or there's maybe a few, depending on who you are, the one good thing is that they have a very high sex drive, and it doesn't take yeah. a whole lot. So like the, the chances are that they could be satisfied because of you know what's going on with them without necessarily getting on your knees and blowing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So uh, I mean, this particular girl could it wouldn't have that wouldn't have been required if that was you know what I mean, without being too ridiculously graphic in case Stereo didn't forward. So, mm-hmm. uh, so my my I'm gonna let you go to you, but my my critique is bikini. You generally find if you look at bikini, these are the if you're looking average. Now, of course, there's differences, and you know, girl to girl, obviously there's exceptions because we've got Amber and, and Darielle, but generally these are like the more self-absorbed type chicks that um, that are still fun, you know, they're fun to be with or whatever, but dating them could be could be difficult. Figure is kind of in between. Figure, at least they train harder. They Maybe they, in some cases, not always, because some bikini girls train very hard. But um, mm-hmm. the figure girls are maybe, maybe a little bit more understanding of, like, the bodybuilding lifestyle. They're still probably a little bit, you know, maybe potentially messed up, but they, I feel like, you know, Maybe more in between. The bodybuilding girls are extreme, but they're easy. They're the most easy to get along with. But it's almost like, wait a second, is this a girl or is this one of the, you know your your dude friends? So that's that's my uh, that's my take. Easiest to get along with bodybuilding easily because they're like dudes pretty mm-hmm. much. You yeah, know? Uh, yep. they're thinking about fucking and like working out hard and you know they're they're like they're they, they've got a very similar sense of what's important or what what they're interested in or what's funny even. And then you go to bikini, which is the total opposite, very girly girl, but not the easiest to deal with, and it's very different than me and me and you. Yeah, um, uh, you know, it's all a matter of personal preference, of course. You want to give uh, more input than that on this, or no? No, I don't. I like a softer uh, appearance to a woman. I mean, I've been with figure girls, I've been with bikini girls. I mean, I think the most important thing that everybody needs to know is that they're all crazy. Uh, every single one of them. Yeah, they all have their. That's something that you need to be aware of. They all have their different forms of crazy. <laughs> yeah. How about how about fitness chick? I've been with a, well, Amy, my ex girlfriend was a fitness chick. You ever been with a fitness mm-hmm. chick? Oh, I don't know. Uh, they all kind of blend together at this point. The, 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 the really, the really. The spectacular ones stand out, but other than that, I don't even, I don't know. <laughs> All right, next question. Let's move on. Next question. Let's the move most, on. Yeah, yeah, this is pushing five minutes now. Um, what is the most overhyped supplement of all time? And I'm going to let you, maybe I should answer it. I don't know. You want to answer this? Because I, I'm afraid that we might offend somebody close to you. No, uh, go right ahead and offend, and then I will uh, jump in after. All right, well, the most um, I won't s- like specify one particular supplement, although there have been a lot of them that have been like really, really over ridiculously overhyped. I mean, some that come to mm-hmm. mind was back in the day, people were spending a lot of money on HMB. I mean, I remember people yeah. spending like drug like money on HMB, like you know, three hundred dollars yeah. a month on HMB, which which actually turned out in studies to work to some degree, but very, very like minor. You know, that's like the the most like 1% finishing touch. It's not going to change anybody's physique. But if I'm looking at like, when I think of that question, you know, unfortunately for Amber Day, I think muscle tech, muscle tech made very yeah. big claims on a lot of their products and they still do. 
and like ridiculous claims that, that didn't even make sense. Like a thousand percent increase on bench press, which means if you benched a hundred pounds, you're now benching a thousand pounds or somehow they yeah. like justify these numbers. But those are my two, like the first thing that comes out supplement wise is HMB. And then the next one is just muscle tech in general. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say the same thing. I don't know if we could narrow it down to one muscle tech product. Um, I think uh, uh, the Anator P70 is one that comes to mind that was uh, pretty overly hyped that, that I don't even know if lasted more than a year. Um, do you even remember Anator P70? I remember the, the, the bottle and stuff, but I what, didn't it like, isn't it something ridiculous like a change your genetics or something? Yeah, the Anator P70 was actually supposed to change your genetic profile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was, it was like $70 or $80 a jug. And there was like the ads were great. There's the pictures of Jay Color taking it out of boxes, all excited and shit. And um, that uh, product didn't last more than uh, a year, I don't think. That was quite overhyped. Uh, their cell tech was very overhyped. Um, so yeah, I would have to say anything by that company. Um, you know, not to get any more specific about it, but uh, I, I think that. Uh, you could probably pick any one of the, the claims they make and uh, see how overhyped they are. You know, the bad, the shitty thing is that the, the products themselves are made by Iovate, which is a big company, that I'm sure the yeah. products are all legitimate. Like, I don't think there's, like, fake shit in there. Like, there's, like, just, like, you know, some kind of filler powder. It's the claims, no, that, are really, it's the claims that are the, pro, the problem. Is the, in, in reality, yeah. I, I say they're a problem, but... Th- those claims almost made the whole company. You know what I mean? They're they're a billion dollar company, so that or a multi hundred million dollar company. So like, obviously, it worked for them. You know what I mean? Even though yeah, like, their their, mar- their marketing was was brilliant. Yeah, you know, even I back in the day, even I bought cell cell tech or whatever back in the day. Oh yeah, I definitely did. I had a cell tech T shirt. Yeah, there you go. You were totally a douche. So it was eight hundred eighty percent better than regular T shirts. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's that's our answer for that one. Uh, the next one on the list is this is going to be quick for me and very like complex for you. So you have to decide how detailed you want to go on this. Aaron mm-hmm. and PJ's workout playlist. Uh, you want me to go first because mine's very simple. Yes, go first. I use what they call uh, everybody should know by now Pandora, which is a, pro- a program mm-hmm. or an application that's available. Specifically, it was designed for Apple, so all your iPhones. I believe they have it for BlackBerry. And I put it on Mudvayne, and I just plus play. And the only time I change it is on my really heavy sets. And I pick the song Fucking Determined, sorry, Isaac, by Mudvayne. And that is the song that I only use specifically on my most heavy sets when I have to get really fucking determined. Sorry, Isaac. So, like, when me me and you and Lewis did that... um, that workout video. Remember when we did the um, the training session together for shoulders? Mm-hmm. When I yeah. when I went head to head on you, and incidentally when I beat you on the uh, reps for the whatever we did two plates on the shoulder press. Uh, mm-hmm. When I knew I had to beat you, and I think you had eighteen, and I got like twenty. I put on fucking determined, and I was like, let's fucking go. And I played yeah. the music, and I and I go. Uh, but other than that, that's it. I don't I don't vary it. I, I stick to that, and it works for me. And uh, whenever I hear the music from fucking determined. My my pulse changes now, and it's like uh, it's like Pavlov's dog, you know, like that experiment. You put the uh, it, it, basically as soon as I hear that music, I know it's time to go. What happened on that video of us doing shoulders? By the way, I haven't put it up yet. I need I need to put it together and put it up. It was I don't know. It was it wasn't really super exciting. You looked really good. Uh, we both beat uh, Louis, we, could, we both beat Lewis pretty solidly, so that's good. But um, maybe just put that maybe just put that part up. Just put that one part. 
Yeah, I just saw Steven Lewis. Um, <laughs> uh, mine is a little bit more complex. I use my i my my iPhone has the obviously the iPod on it, and I keep it on shuffle. Uh, and, uh, you know, just a variety of things I have. I'll just scroll down the list right now. I have Alice in Chains, Avenged Sevenfold, Black Label Society, uh, Godsmack, some old school Godsmack, not anything new by Godsmack, just so everybody knows. Hatebreed, uh, Korn, Machine Head, Marilyn Manson, Metallica, Motley Crue, uh, Ozzy, Pantera, Perfect Circle. Uh, old Raging at the Machine, I love. Uh, Seven Dust, Shadows Fall, Slipknot, I love. Uh, Trivium is a band that I like very much, uh, and I put it on shuffle. And I have many uh, different, uh, you know, songs by each group, uh, and I kind of just go. I don't. It's it's different every day. Sometimes you'll hear, hear a song that you haven't heard in a while from Pantera that'll get you going. Sometimes you'll hear something by um, you know Slipknot that'll get you going. Uh, my number one song that I use uh, the most for my heaviest, most intense sets, is a song called Halo by Machine Head. And that song uh, fires me up more than any other song, but uh, I, I do listen to a lot of Slipknot and a lot of Pantera. Interesting, interesting. Did you use that song Halo when I beat you on shoulder press? No, no. Uh, I'm not in competition with anybody to do <laughs> that. More. You no, tried very hard. You tried very hard. I did try hard on that set. Uh, you know, uh, when you tear your labrum and you can still do that many reps <laughs> in the shoulder press, you know, then we'll have another competition. Excuse me. Um, but yes, uh, I'm in the uh, in the business of not tearing anything anymore. So I know, I know. Whatever you got to tell yourself. Let's move on to the next one. Um, <laughs> explain so many fucking pros. Now I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to let you comment on this and whatever you want to mm-hmm. add to it because I did it very succinctly for Xavier Wills in Australia. Um, it's it's funny he his his little girlfriend I say she's little because she is actually little um, Jane and he had Jane he wanted to have Jane come up to me when we first met and tell me you know in Australia we have so many fucking pros and, uh, and you know she was too embarrassed I guess to come up and you know like start off our uh, our meeting each other and do that which I can understand I probably would have been the same way um, but uh, I explained it to him he was like could you please tell me what this means because everybody's been asking and I did it really fast and succinctly. So I figure I'll do that now and I'll let you uh, add to it and, you know, kind of expound on it. Okay. So, okay. so many fucking pros. Basically, if you sum this up, we have a, uh, a friend or a really, I mean, honestly, not really a friend, I guess kind of the opposite of a friend um, mm-hmm. from New Jersey. And he started, um, he was been in the industry for a little while and in one regard or another, and I'm not going to give away like all the details because, some people would be figuring it out who it is, but he, um, he's from New Jersey and he started up this training uh, business where he trained competitors, uh, to become uh, a fucking pro. And, uh, he kind of talks like that. And, you know, he's a New Jersey guy, kind of Guido type dude. And, um, uh, basically he told uh, me that, you know, he's going to be the honey rambod of New Jersey and, and, uh, get so many fucking pros. And uh, he actually, you know, he did. He did a pretty good job with some people, and he started getting fucking pros. And uh, mm-hmm. without getting into detail, you know, people close to him became fucking pros. And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, I mean, it's sad to have anybody go to prison, but he's now in prison. So, you know, so many fucking pros have shut their doors. But uh, I told this to Xavier, and I said, you know, 
you probably don't know like what the voice comes from, but that's like a New Jersey Guido type guy. That sounds. He's like, of course I know, you know, Jersey Shore. And I was like, you know, how funny is that? Fucking Australia, they're watching Jersey Shore and they know exactly what a, a New Jersey Guido guy sounds like. Um, you know, what's funny is that I was actually pretty good friends with this guy at one point. Yeah. Um, and we had a falling out uh, that was basically due. Uh, to him being a dirtbag, and um, uh, I uh, I thought it was very interesting one night that I was on Facebook and I hadn't spoken to him uh, in in months. And this this person was very arrogant, very very arrogant. Um, he was one of those guys like I'm always right, and if you don't listen to me, you're an idiot kind of guy. Right. Um, and uh, he messaged me out of nowhere on Facebook one night, and his message was like, dude. I have so many fucking guys now. I don't even know what to do with myself. And I'm turning all these fucking guys pro. And he said the same thing to me. I am like the Haney Lambod of the men's physique division. And I didn't even know how to respond to that. It's like, okay, I haven't talked to you in months. We're not friends. Uh, uh, why are you, you know, telling me this? So I was just like, good for you, man. You know, I'm kind of like George Sarah. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what to say. Uh, back to that, but uh, just thinking about his attitude and the way he talks and swears and shit, and the, the, the you know the Jersey Guido attitude, I kind of like was already mocking him in my head. You know, I got so many fucking pros now, I don't even know what to fucking do with myself. You know, what I mean? <laughs> and uh, that's kind of how it all just started. Uh, you know, it all started coming from that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so many pro- fucking pros is actually shut down, but it doesn't mean that we're going to stop doing it. You know, you know. Hey, you know what? Fuck I don't know. You. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what I'm gonna do with all these fucking pros while I'm sitting in the clink. But uh, you know, hopefully somebody can take care of them until I get out and I can take over again. You know, they can put some money in my account over here at prison. <laughs> you can put some money and I'll fucking die in them from here. I'll send it to them in the mail. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I, I actually I actually became uh, pretty good buddies with one of the fucking guys uh, from so many fucking pros who's actually not a pro, uh, but I think he should be. Uh, uh, he's got a bright future, and we'll see what he does uh, as far as his uh, his competing goes. I, I have not tried to solicit this guy. Uh, you know who he is, too. Uh, and um, he does get a lot of mainstream uh, modeling work. He's a handsome guy that uh, was working uh, with so many fucking pros. But uh, he's going to be without a fucking trainer now, so I don't know what the fuck he's going to do. I know, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, okay. Next, uh, next on our list is the worst gym etiquette you've come across. Oh, I've seen some bad stuff over the years. I, I worked in a gym for many years, so I've seen it all. Yep. I, I actually worked at a, at a New York sports club where, uh, I actually just missed it. I was very disappointed. Uh, um, actually, uh, Brendan of all people who, you know, the uh. gay guy from the New York sports club in Danbury caught. Uh, guy banging in the uh, sauna. Oh my god! What did he do? Is he like, oh my god? What are you doing in here? Let me he, let, like, let me let me see. Let me see. <laughs> the one guy like ran out, and I don't think ever came back. And then the other guy kind of like slowly left, and they wanted management wanted to talk to him about revoking his membership, and you know, for the, that's obviously unsanitary and things like that. Um, that's what would you What would you do, PJ, if you walked in there? Would you like? What would you do if you walked in? To take a little sauna and you're seeing two guys just banging. 
my fucking camera out and start started videotaping that shit. <laughs> That's gross. You would start directing. Uh, I, mean, I, like a little, a little I don't know what I would do. I would try to get people that I'm good friends with in the gym to come in and watch as well, uh, women included. Um, I would want them to be part of that. Uh, I don't think I would just be like, hey, you stop that right now. Uh, that's probably not the route that I would take. Um, I've, I've seen some, some interesting things in the gym. Um, I've seen guys like freak out in the gym. Uh, I've seen people throw things. And that's not really all that bad, I guess, I suppose. Um, I, uh, I'll tell you there was this one creepy guy in my one gym that would shower, uh, with the door completely open. And then he would walk out into the, uh, changing room naked, you know, getting water all over the place go back into the shower. Uh, he would take these, like, 20-minute showers and just keep coming out, and it really bothered a lot of people. Uh, and it got water and shit all over the place, too. Um, and uh, he didn't see anything wrong with him doing that. Uh, and, and the interesting thing is that guy didn't even really work out. He just came there to hang out in the bathroom. He eventually got thrown out uh, as well. Uh, I think it's kind of rude, personally, um, when somebody will, like, um, uh, spill a drink and not clean it up. Like, I've seen people just act like, oh, I didn't just spill my drink all over the place, you know? Uh, obviously, if you leave sweat on a machine, you should wipe it up, things like that. Pretty much basic stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I mean, there's there's basic stuff, like people walking, like, right in front of you when you're doing a set. Like, if you're doing a set, like, presses or something, or dumbbell curls, and somebody walks right in front of you. But that's, that doesn't really bother me that, that much, I guess. Mm-hmm. You just come to expect that from working into a... Uh, a big gym. I guess the weirdest thing for me, I don't know if you consider it gym etiquette, but a lot like the old gym I used to work out at back in the day is people, pe- men would walk around totally naked in the bathroom, especially old men for whatever reason. Yeah, Which old like, men always do that. Yeah, they like they like it's almost like they're strutting their shit, you know, strutting their stuff around the the bathroom, and they would walk around totally naked with like the towel over their shoulder, like just you know like talking to each other. They put their their foot up on the on the uh, stool there or the, the, the uh, bench with the nuts and the, the cock hanging down and they just talk to each other. And like, you know, I've had a few strange experiences where, you know, an old naked man will come talk to me and it's like, you know, I'll be like, Oh, what's the guy doing? You know what I mean? So like, uh, say that, I guess that's gym etiquette. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I, I think anybody that's been in the gym for a while knows that it's, uh, it's very common for old men to be naked in the locker room and, and it's, 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 it's always the last guys that you would ever want to be around naked. <laughs> um, next on our list is, um, greatest turnoff in a girl. And mine is easy. I can answer this quickly. No matter how hot a girl is, if she smells bad and for nether regions, you know, smell bad, like, like, I mean, not mm-hmm. even if you're close to it, if it just like waves up into the air, that's it for me. Like I can't, uh, I will, it won't matter what she looks like at that point. It's, it's impossible for me to ignore. Yeah. That's bad. Smell is huge. Dave, Dave's big with the smells also. Yeah. He doesn't like that. He's got to have, I mean, I'm not going to go into Dave's details, but Dave, Dave is very, it's very important. They're cleanly. Um, you know what? My biggest turnoff, man, I, I have a lot of things, dude. I have like a, Deal breakers, I call them. You know about that. Yeah, you're very, uh, you're way more. Them, you're actually way more particular than I am. Yeah, some of my deal breakers will not be discussed uh, at this time. Um, we can get into like the basic ones. Smell is huge. Uh, hairy arms on a girl disgusts me, uh, especially if the hairs are black. 
uh, that is repulses me if a girl has hairy arms. Um, busted up feet, uh, busted up nails and fingers is hard for me to get past. Uh, if you have busted up fingers uh, and toes, the rest of you better be damn good. Um, uh, bad breath. Uh, usually if the girl is really hot, even if she has bad breath the first time I meet her, that's kind of a deal breaker. Uh, I don't like uh, when a girl that I don't know very well swears a lot. Uh, once I get to know you and you want to kind of act like one of the guys, it's a little bit different. But if I'm first time meeting you and you're kind of swearing like that, uh, that is a humongous turn off for me. Um, I don't know. I could probably go on for a while. You've got a few. You've got definitely got a few. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could, I could do a, a long list as well, but yours are more particular and, and you have quite a few of them. Um, so it's, it is, uh, but you, you know what? The truth of the matter is, you be honest that if you really like a girl, you overlook some of them. Not all of them, but you can overlook some of those. Yeah, if you actually, you know, do like fall for a girl, uh, you know, and you you uh, develop, you know, feelings for them, you can get past certain things that may have bothered you. Um, you know, about you know, in the beginning where you say, "Oh, I never dated girls that did this." Well, maybe if you really, really cared about them, you'd kind of make some exceptions for certain things. Um. You know, I use I used to have a rule like that. I uh, I would never date a girl uh, that dated like another like bodybuilder. You know, like known bodybuilder. Uh, and uh, I kind of had to break that rule, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, you know, just weird little things like that. Yeah, you're you're de- you're definitely somebody that I know. We've discussed this in the past, like privately, that if you know. The like guys that the girl has dated that like really bothers you, like or even a guy, yeah. even a guy that the girl has fucked, like not dated, but like if you meet a girl and you know beforehand she's fucked this guy and this guy and this guy from the industry that you know, that will be very mm-hmm. difficult for you to overlook that. Yeah, that's deal breaker. Um, there's no way I could get past that, and I actually have come across a couple girls that were uh, pretty good girls, cool girls, you know, the kind of girls that I think most guys would be very happy to date who happened to have sex with dudes that I knew in the industry and that kind of was a deal breaker for me. You know, I just couldn't, couldn't get past that. Right. All right. Uh, let's move on because we're coming towards the end of the show here. Um, you want to talk about worst hangover or you want to save the worst hangover? You know what? This is a quick funny story. And um, I think we, we kind of slacked a little bit in the funny stories tonight. We, got, we talked about some good topics. We didn't, we didn't get too vulgar and we didn't tell any, anything too crazy. Uh, and this is a funny little story, uh, uh, worst hangover story. Now, this may not have been my worst hangover, but the reason why this story is funny, in the height of my drinking, uh, in my early 20s, uh, I used to frequently drink uh, with a guy by the name of James Severitas, right? And uh, he was a army ranger. He was uh, fucking crazy, excuse my language, uh, Isaac. And we would drink uh, stupidly, as I like to call it. And stupidly drinking is when you drink without any regard of, uh, you know, like any care of how much you're truly drinking. Uh, and, um, you know, we would frequently have bad hangovers from this. And they came out with a product called Chaser. Now, Chaser was a pill that you would take when you were out drinking after a certain amount of drinks that was supposed to cure you of having a hangover, right? right. So... We see the commercial, we're hanging out one day, and we see the commercial for this, and the first thing we do is start hysterically laughing. Uh, because I think a little bit deep down inside, we knew that it was bullshit. Uh, but the second thing we did was we went out and got it. 
uh, and we wanted to do a test experiment with it. And and we, it was just the whole experience was funny because like we went to GNC and we were telling the kid at the counter like we're going to get hammered tonight and we're going to have no hangovers because we're taking Chaser. And you know the stupid little sixteen year old kids like oh yeah man you just do follow directions and it'll cure your hangover as if he knows anything you know what I mean. Right. So we buy this we buy this shit and uh, the directions are pretty specific. Now you gotta wait until you have like five drinks and then you take like two pills. And then, like, every certain number of drinks after that, you got to take, like, two more pills. Now, that's easy in the beginning. But you know what happens when you're out aggressively drink- drinking, right? right? Right, So you're not really counting your drinks anymore. So we go out to the bar, and, and uh, we start out drinking, right? And uh, we would frequently go uh, to this bar where my buddy Will uh, was the bartender, who is one of, uh, you know, my best friends. He's a couple years older than me. He's... He's uh, seen me in, in my dumbest moments. And um, we came in all excited, and he was like, what are you retards so excited about? And we whipped out the box of Chaser. And we, <laughs> we were like, we're going to get fucking hammered tonight and feel like a million bucks tomorrow. And he was just shaking his head. He was like, you guys are so stupid. And uh, so the first thing we started doing was just hammering down shots. Uh, like ridiculous shots. Like, you know, it started out as like shots of Jack Daniels, and then it turned into like wild turkey. Uh, and then it started turning into just like, let's just go crazy. And uh, before every shot we would take, we would scream out, Chaser, and then do the shot. Uh, and we sat in this bar, and we probably honestly did, I would guess, somewhere between like 20 to 30 shots each. Right. Uh, and and we were doing uh, like uh, four horsemen, three wise men, just horrible, horrible shots. Like things that, you, that only stupid, stupid people would do. And... Uh, I don't even remember getting home. I don't remember anything. I know, I'm sure we both totally fucked up how, how to take the pills and possibly took more of it than we should have and not in the proper order. But I remember waking up and feeling so deathly ill. Like I, I, I had the most massive headache of my life and I, I couldn't even move. And I was like, what the fuck? Chaser didn't work, you know? <laughs> it actually made me feel worse than I've ever felt. And I, and I, I'm, uh, it was already like noon, uh, and I, I went to call James, and uh, his wife answered the phone. She was like mad at me, and she was like, "What the fuck did you guys do last night?" And I was like, "I don't know why." Is James hung over, and she was like, "Hung over." She goes, "Part of his face is paralyzed." <laughs> I was like, "What?" And she was like, "His mouth won't move. The right side of his mouth will not move. What the hell did you guys do last night?" Oh my God. And I was like, can he talk? And like, he kind of like on the phone and he, and he was like, uh, can, can you move your mouth? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think so. I was like feeling my mouth. He was like, I, I can't move my mouth. I don't know if I should go to the hospital. Bridget thinks my face is paralyzed. <laughs> well, holy shit, dude. I was like, Chaser really fucked us up. And he was like, dude, <laughs> he was like, fuck Chaser. And then he hung up on the, hung up the phone on me. I didn't talk to him for like two days after that. Uh, and then eventually he came like strolling into the gym, like all smiling and stuff. And, uh, my buddy, Will, that was the bartender was like, you guys are so fucking stupid. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you really thought that that stuff was going to work. And I was like, well, you know, we, it, it was a valid experiment. Uh, and we, we tested it and we now know that it does not work. It, it actually, in fact, gives you a worse hangover, uh, than, than, than you would have had, which was pretty funny. Um, that's pretty crazy. Uh, that is, that is, so obviously his uh, the movement and feeling came back to the side of his mouth, right? Uh, I, I, yes. I remember at one point in the middle of the night when we ordered a Three Wise Men, 
I was like, I want two, three Wiseman shots. And he's like, seriously? And, and you know, for, for our listeners that don't know what a three Wiseman is, do you know what a three Wiseman is? Of course I do. Well, who are you talking to? You want me to tell you? Tell, the, tell our listeners what a three Wiseman is. Um, it is Jack Daniels. It's three guys. Jack Daniels, Jim Bean, and um, some other guy. Uh, who is the other one? What's the last one? Help me out. Johnny. Johnny Walker. There you go. So now all of three of those things alone are kind of gross anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now mi- mixing them together is just, it's just stupid. It's not a good idea. All right. It's something that you only do when you're like in your early twenties and you're stupid. Yeah. You're fearless. And we did m- multiple shots of those. And I remember my buddy will, every time I would say, I want a three wise men, he would hand it, <laughs> hand, hand it to us going three wise men for two idiots. Somebody else would kind of look at us like the two idiots that were doing it, and uh, you know, mixing mixing things like that uh, surely uh, didn't uh, you know help the situation. You Um, actually, I remember. Go ahead. I think we actually did uh, somewhere between probably four and five times more chaser pills than we were supposed to after we were reading it the next day. Um, But we kind of figured we were excessively drinking more than most people normally do. So we should just keep taking more. Makes sense. That makes sense to me, PJ. Yeah. Um, the uh, this story reminds me of another story. I don't think we have time for it today, unless you feel like mm-hmm. nah, we don't have time. We'll have to save this one for next week or or whatever. But um, the the funny story about the girl that you went on a date with that brought her retarded friend or not? I guess she wasn't retarded, but her like <laughs> mentally mentally yeah, handicapped we'll, friend. We'll, 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 we'll throw that on another. Just do your just do your impression of the other girl who came along with the date with you. Do the impression of her voice. Um, well, she had a. Uh, not only did she had a a, um, a uh, speech impediment, a very bad speech impediment, but she was also uh, deaf in one ear, and 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 partially deaf in the other. Uh, so she she was very loud, and she caught us off like my boyfriend said. I better not be talking to the big muscle man tonight. And I was like, "Holy shit, that's really what she talks like." And she was like, "Yeah, I told you." And the girl was like, "Yeah, really big muscles, spitting <laughs> and slob- slobbering." And I was like, "Wow, I can't believe that this is who I'm hanging out with." And it was kind of funny because the other girl was like, you know, very young uh, looking. And uh, this girl who was uh, my ex, 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 so many years ago, girlfriend, who always would find out when I was hanging out with other girls, texted me <laughs> saying, heard you're hanging out with a high school and a retarded girl tonight. Stoop to a new low, PJ. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a really, that's actually a really funny story. So we'll save that for next time. But uh, remind me, people out there, you definitely don't want to miss that one because that was a very good story. I laughed hysterically when you, when you called me to tell me about your, your date night the night. Actually, you called me during the date because you, you had to tell somebody about this girl who was like hanging around for the date. Yeah, it was unbelievable. The thing, the, the thing that I used to put myself through when I was single, uh, you know, my friends would always say, they're were, they were like, you know what? We got to give it to you. You really go, you know, you really, you really go to all lengths to try to close these deals. <laughs> I was like, that one was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. That's actually there's all kinds of good stories in there, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin them now. But and I'm not even sure if you want to tell all the good stories I'm thinking of for that for that uh, that particular evening. But um, that is the end of Iron Empire Radio for this week. We apologize for 
uh, missing a little bit of our uh, normal schedule because of Australia and everything. People want to know. I've got some emails about the the dating show. Uh, people are still excited about that. We are absolutely going to do that. Uh, I believe we have all the contestants we need. You know, if you still want to email me or PJ about it on Facebook or one of our emails, if you think maybe you're better um, than who we have, you know, I can't say that. You know, this isn't like necessarily. We're not. Me and PJ are not necessarily fair. So just because we have three picked out doesn't mean if you're better or you have some quality that makes you, you know, special or you have a good story or whatever, or you're a particularly like, uh, you know, good bodybuilder or something or somebody that we know doesn't mean we can't put you at the top of the list, right? Exactly. So check out, first of all, you need to check out Jessica Dunn if you want to see the motivation to get in there on this contest, obviously. Go to Facebook. Oh, she's, got, she's got some good new pictures up there. I, actually, some pictures that I would—I thought that we we're going to get her banned from Facebook uh, from looking at these things. I, I know the ones that you're talking about. The, uh, it's a unique view of a certain uh, body parts that you would assume uh, would get her banned from Facebook. You might call them private body parts, generally. Yeah, yeah. You may call them that. But they're very public on Facebook right now. So if you want to get on, check out Jessica Dunn's profile before these uh, – these pictures cost her her, uh, her Facebook membership. This is a good time to do it. Um, anyway, if you want to reach PJ Braun, PJ is still at a very, very low rate that he will not be at for long for training purposes. If you want to get trained uh, just to look better or you want to do a contest, contact uh, Braun Fitness. Or is it PJ Braun Fitness? It's, uh, my email is Fitness. At yahoo.com. At yahoo.com or hit him up on Facebook or Twitter. Twitter, it's just at sign Braun Fitness, all one word. For me, you can reach me at Jew Baca, Jew B-A-C-C-A at rxmuscle.com or at sign Aaron Singerman on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook and everything else. Uh, PJ, you're well over 70,000 subscribers now. I got I to gotta congratulate you on that. 76,000. 76,000. Uh, my, my, my arch, my arch. Uh, nemesis on Facebook, Aaron Stern is over a hundred thousand now. Wow! Oh, that Australia win played big for her. Apparently, it's interesting what happens when you hit. I've been dying to see what happens when you hit a hundred thousand, and it actually for a few days on her page it was kind of cool. It just said one hundred with a K next to it. Ah, that is pretty big. That's pretty big. So instead of a point, a decimal sign, it removes that altogether. So now it doesn't even register. The 500, 600, 700, only thousands register. Yes, it's kind of like McDonald's, like, you know, like a billion <laughs> served. Right, right. They don't even care about the other few hundred thousand or million. It doesn't matter <laughs> anymore. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So I guess I guess we'll have like a little celebration or we'll, maybe I'll sing like happy birthday to you or something. Or we'll, we'll have to play a special song for your hundred thousand. And if you ever pass up Aaron Stern, I don't know. It'll be a big deal. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I hope it does. She's been she's been consistently like thirty to thirty five thousand ahead of me. It's frustrating. Yeah, it is quite frustrating. It sucks. You need to win a big pro show or something to get past her. I know. Every time I think I make a big push, she just pushes right along as well. Yeah. Well. Don't give up, PJ. I have a feeling that some of the videos that we're planning in this whole contest prep season is going to be big for you, and I believe that we are going to push you past Aaron Stern. If, if it's the last thing I do, that is that is an ultimate goal of mine because it is in in the real world it does matter a lot. Yes, absolutely. So uh, for this week, that is the end of Iron Empire Radio, and we will be back next week um, at some point. 
So we're shooting for Wednesday. I'm not traveling anywhere. PJ's not going anywhere. So uh, you never know. We might even get two episodes next week to make up for the one we miss. And uh, that is it for this week, PJ. Any last words? Um, nope. I think that we covered everything. Uh, thank you to Iron Mag Labs, as always, for uh, sponsoring my journey to the stage this year and uh, making it possible for me to work with uh, my good friend, Aaron Stringerman. And uh, somebody new, actually, will be uh, joining the Iron Mag Labs team now. I see that the Q&A is up already. I'm looking at it right now. I don't know. Let's let Rob announce it. We can maybe have him on next week. I know he wants to talk about Rob uh, DiMaggio, the owner of Iron Mag Labs. Mm-hmm. I know he wants to come on and talk about Halo for her. And I guess this this new signing kind of goes with Halo for her. So we'll let Rob talk about it next week. Very exciting. A lot of good things happening at Iron Mag Labs. Um, also, like I said, check out ErgoPep, E-R-G-O-P-E-P dot com. They have a new discount code for you guys. You get 10% off everything by putting in the discount code iron empire radio if you want to get your animal your kangaroo your dog your gerbil whatever large and in charge lean muscular go to um ergopep.com and once again buy all your nutritional supplements all your needs meet them at orbitnutrition.com and that discount code is ier5 that's it pj we're done very good. Get your damn awesome. music ready so I can play this goddamn song and get this over with. Sorry, Isaac. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get it to you really fast. Actually. Very late. It's very late. It's almost 2 in the morning here, and I, and I have to go to bed on time. I can't be on Australian time any longer. I have, I have fish waiting to be cooked. So. All, right. All right. Good night, and talk to you again. Yeah. I'll probably talk to you pretty soon, but for everybody else next week. Bye.
sense of 